Welcome to the Global Business Women's Pod, brought to you by the Greater Houston Women's Chamber of Commerce. I am Susan Dyson and proud to be the CEO, President, and Founder of the Chamber. Please join us for this empowering podcast every Thursday at 6 p.m. The honor of introducing Julie Flowers. She is the head of global talent acquisition at Chevron. She's been with Chevron HR for um, since 1998. Prior to this, worked in the finance and banking industry for 10 years, and she held a variety of HR leadership roles with Chevron in San Francisco, San Ramon, Houston, and Angola in Africa. Her range of work and responsibility includes strategic HR, business planning, learning and talent, business partners, HR business partners for technical and support functions, global HR products, uh, planning across the segments across all of the business uh, businesses of the Chevron enterprise. She's had uh, various enterprise HR functional leadership roles and charged with managing and developing the global HR talent. So she's really is super active with organizations like the Chamber as a board member, as well as being on the advisory board for Texas A&M's HR Master's Degree Program. And she is also the executive sponsor for multiple women's networks and organizations, both in Chevron and Welcome, please, uh, Julie Flowers. Awkward to hear your own bio, isn't it? Yeah. Um, first of all, I will say, if you didn't do the math, because I do think math is witchcraft a little bit, 1998 means I've been working for Chevron for 25 years. And then you do the math that I've worked outside of Chevron, too. Now you know how old I am. So, uh, <laughs> But I'm also third generation Chevron, so I joke that I have oil running through my veins. And given my current role at Chevron as the Global Talent Acquisition Manager, we do university recruiting, internships, social investments, scholarships, the associations, the conferences, experience tires, and moving our internal talent around. So basically, I'm an Uber recruiter. So when you start talking to me, I'll be like, so what do you do? Do you like your company? So don't be put off when I do that because it's just a normal, natural reaction for me. In fact, when I uh, was appointed to this job, I got emails from around the world saying, of course it's you. Uh, and I, last joke I'll give you, well, it won't be the last joke, because if you know me, I'll jump through this whole thing. But I also say you can't fire me from Chevron because I was on the magazine of Standard Oil when we were Standard Oil at four years old. Uh-huh. And so I always say, can you see the 10 o'clock news? Poster child fired. <laughs> <laughs> so they're not going to fire me, and I'm in HR. I'm not going to fire myself either. So, so I'm really honored here to be here today. This is an amazing turnout. Thank you, Pearl and Susan, for this opportunity. I'm sure they're on the edge of their seat wondering what I'll actually say because when I get up and speak, you never know what's going to come out of my mouth. But I will tell you that in my career at Chevron, that I believe I'm officially a tech person. I might not be able to fix the technology, but over my career, I have supported from an HR perspective the technology organizations within Chevron. And you might think, oh, you just get oil out of the ground. Yeah, soak on that for a minute. At the bottom of the ocean, hello, you need technology, right? So we are a mass technology company as well. So over time, I've learned how to work within that technology domain, but also be a good partner to our technology professionals as well. So I'm going to talk to you today for a few minutes, and I'm going to hopefully give you some tips. When you have these innovative ideas, which you all do because you're in the tech world, right? Whether you work for a technology company or you're an IT professional, you always have great 
innovative ideas. Do you often find it's difficult to get people to buy into those ideas? Why do you ever stop and think why that is and what you can do differently? There are, let's start this, let me make sure I got this right. Are we turning on? Sorry, I'll click for you. It's on. Click. I'll do it. You'll do it. Yeah. Okay, so do you find it difficult to partner with your customers and tell them, hey, I got this great innovative idea? They're like, no. It is super important. <clears throat> to become a storyteller, to influence your partners. So that's what we're going to talk about today. How do you influence through storytelling? Now, it's not easy to do, and it's a skill that I continue to work on every day, but it is crucial to get your partners excited, jazzed about the what if, and really buy in and work with you as a partner for those game-changing solutions, okay? So I work with our digital manager, who is Louise, who was going to come today. Unfortunately, I guess maybe had a technic, technical firefighting to do. I don't know. What, maybe some system went down or something. I don't know what you guys do. But um, <laughs> he couldn't come because I was going to joke and use him as a prop. Um, but we have built a great partnership. But it didn't start off easy. Okay? He is an amazing storyteller. He has this gift. I am working on it every day, and I encourage you to do the same. So imagine if you're a digital manager, your job is to influence and bring in game-changing, innovative technology solutions to the HR function, okay? And you need to influence these partners to buy into it, not just with the money, but hearts, minds, and souls. And you get in the leadership team meeting and you meet the new global head of talent acquisition. Now, she's been with the company 25 years. She's extremely knowledgeable. She has a strong, vast, enterprise-wide network of people. So she knows how to get things done. She knows the politics at Chevron. She's inspirational and she's cool. <laughs> and you're like, okay, I got to convince this person because she can help influence the decision makers. Now, also thing you need to keep in mind in this story is that Chevron just implemented a worldwide ATS system, which is, as all you know, extremely complex to do, takes a lot of money has a significant change management that goes with that. Just in that last year, Chevron had done that. And you're trying to bring in more technology, okay? Keep that in mind. <laughs> you go into a leadership team meeting with said global head of talent acquisition, super cool person. <laughs> and you're like, okay, I'm gonna explain to her and others this game-changing technology. You're using jargon like, AI, machine learning, ATS, API, blah, blah, blah. What the heck are you talking about, right? And you're driving with what you want to do. And then you start saying, Luis is saying, well, why won't HR just get on board? You guys are slow. 
why won't you just hook up and with me and do this? This is this isn't hard to understand. So said global talent acquisition head, who is very, as I mentioned, opinionated, tough, and dug in her heels just as much as Luis did, you can imagine that didn't go well. It was heated and contentious. A little professional way. Come on, I keep it professional, right? But it was a little heated. I got sideways with him. So you figured out who this person is me. And uh, in the meeting, it was quite interesting to watch the dynamics. Everybody else in the leadership team went silent. And it was just Luis and I, toe to toe. I'm like, game on, let's do this. <laughs> you need me more than I need you, right? Quickly after that meeting, because of who Luis is and, and my personality, we're like, okay, we need to talk. We need to have a real talk. Like those of you who know Bernie Brown, like a deep, let's get vulnerable, roll up your sleeves, let's rumble, get in the arena. We are going to talk about this and we're going to figure out where each person's coming from. And we listened to each other. We understood what each other was coming from. We understood what each person brought to the table, what we were trying to do to help Chevron with a game-changing solution on how to acquire the best talent and have the best customer experience while we do it. Luis quickly pivoted. And oh my goodness, it was like a switch went on on him. And the storytelling came out and I was riveted. He was talking my language. He got to know who I am and my experiences, what we were trying to do. He jumped up and started whiteboarding on my whiteboard. And he was doing demonstrations of the tool. Now I'm getting jazzed. Now I'm like, okay, I'm in. Let's do this. All right. Those are the kinds of things you need to think about. So, so you can go to the next one. I still think I have power, but I don't. Um, you have to think about influencing through storytelling. And there's a couple tips that you personally need to start with. What can you do differently starting today? The first one is use multiple languages when you storytell. I'm not talking English, French, Spanish. French got that one in there for you. Uh, I'm talking understand the business's language and terminology. Because I've worked in our technology companies as an HR professional multiple times, I can't speak their language, but oftentimes I find my technology folks, partners, don't try to understand my language. So speak their language, find their terminology when you're storytelling. The second one is be a subject matter expert. You need to remain technically relevant. Because if you're not and you're telling a story or whatever you're trying to sell is not credible, your receiver is going to tune out. Luis keeps his subject matter to expertise up to date all the time, every day. He is out there learning, listening, and understanding in his field and in the field of which the organizations he supports. I just keep trying to get him to be a recruiter, but I'm not, I failed on that one. I had to figure out my story for that one. But anyways, you need to be a little bit noisy. What do I mean by that? Be vocal. Be transparent. Lean into the conversation. You have an idea? Get your idea out there. Be passionate about it. You need to be noisy in a respectful way, though. And lastly, what you can do differently, be a lot curious. I actually, at Chevron, we have a 
with a lot of taglines that said hashtag be curious and a cup that says it. Curiosity, think about that, really helps you understand. So pretend like your customer's in front of you. You got a popcorn box in front of you and you're like, wow, what's going to happen next? It's like you're watching a movie. Are these characters doing these crazy things? What are they trying to do? What problem are they trying to solve? The more curiosity that you have, the more that you're going to better understand the opportunity at hand and be able to provide a solution. So always be curious. Now, what can you do when you show up with your customer? Okay, so you've got those four things down. You've been working on them. Now the customer's sitting in front of you. Listen with the goal of understanding. Stephen Covey has it perfect. I've quoted him for years. Seek first to understand, then be understood. It's not about you, people. Understand your audience first before you start talk storytelling. People ultimately just want to be heard. When they feel heard, they feel trust within the partnership. Second, see their problems as your problems. There's a, a video out of Kevin Hart that I won't use his language, but he is, because Susan's sitting here, so I won't use his language. But he says, if you're my best friend, my problems are your problems. Same concept. When you see your customers' problems as yours, now you're more jazzed. Now you're more invested. You want this to succeed. They now feel heard and they feel that partnership. Third, take them on a journey. When you start telling the story, it starts with imagine it. Or have you thought of the possibilities? You could go once upon a time. I mean, whatever you want to do. <laughs> but you need to take them on a journey. You need to think of things that speak their language that we talked about before. You need to get it created. If they like sports, use sports analogies. If they like a cookie, talk about food. Whatever it is, translate it for them in a way that they're going to understand and buy into it and be really jazzed about it. And lastly, as I've mentioned, tell the story in their language. They will feel heard. They will understand it more. Heck, get creative like Louise. Get up the whiteboard. He whiteboards all the time in my office. And it's all still there, by the way. I keep it there. And I joke with him because I learned from him every day that at some point I want to graduate from the University of Louise. I want a cap, I want a gown, and I want a diploma. I mean, just saying. Someday I'm going to get it. But I go to him frequently. Why? Because he helps me tell the why. You think of Simon Sinek? What's the five whys? You're able to explain the why and the opportunity at hand. Your partners will come on the journey with you rather than being a barrier. So think about this. Be uber curious. Tell a story in a language people are going to understand. Get them jazzed. Seek first to understand. By doing all these things, it is going to be far easier for you to influence your partner, customer, colleague on what game-changing innovative ideas that I know all of you probably come up with on a daily basis. 
Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. We will see you again next Thursday at 6 p.m. For more information about the Chamber and our podcast, please visit us at ghwcc.org.